How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? I saw everything everywhere all at once. And I thought it was delightful. What did you think about it? Oh, you know, man. I loved it. It was a, it was a great film. That sounds sarcastic, but not really. Yeah, that, it, I was it, about to say that sounds really sarcastic. The way you <laughs> opened with that. No, it, it, I actually did. I really, really, really liked it. It's definitely my favorite movie I've seen uh, this year. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, I I ex I wasn't sure what to think about it because I, I I was scared it was going to be too like quirky, mm-hmm. like. You know, like, ha, 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 like, bagels, random, you know? Um, and then I was very, like, happy when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And but, it, but it's, like, it has, like, the perfect balance of humor, and, like, it keeps the jokes going, but also being very, like, personal and meaningful. Yeah. Um, like, and the whole uh, raccoon thing was just killing me the entire time. Oh my god! Like that, yeah, I was, that I ongoing to talk gag about that I wanted that to talk they about just that. committed to so hard. <laughs> well, the one thing I loved about it was during the movie, I was like, "What the hell? That that song that they're playing in the raccoon parts? It sounds like fucking Randy Newman." And, oh. it, and if you don't know, Randy Newman is the guy who did the "You've Got a Friend in Me" song for Toy Story. Uh-huh. And it was actually Randy Newman. Oh, they, actually they actually got, got Randy him. Newman to do a song for that raccoon stuff. And I was like, that is so perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. I think he even voiced the raccoon. I think that was him. Yeah, he doesn't talk much, but... Yeah, he did a few lines in there. I was like, that fucking sounds like Randy Newman. And it, it literally, <laughs> he uses all the cliches from all the songs he's done for Disney like in that yeah. one song. And it works so well. That's great. I didn't know that. That makes it even better. I know. I, 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 I fucking I heard that and I was like, dude, if that is Randy Newman, I'm going to flip my shit. And I, after the movie, I looked up the soundtrack and it was. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm, It was a really great movie. I, uh, I know a lot of people, and I think this is so fucking dumb, but people are, of course, comparing it to like Marvel because, you know, Marvel's doing their multiverse right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it makes, I think, a perfectly good example of how to do uh, a multiverse story mm-hmm. which is this and then how not to do one which is marvel because <laughs> marvel doesn't give a shit you know oh, the multiverse sure. only exists just to connect their movies and give them reasons to make more movies and shows yeah where this they're actually taking the concept they're like let's actually flesh it out let's actually you know create rules you know like right. rules that like are followed throughout that makes sense and are logical so the audience knows what the fuck is going on because mm-hmm. i wasn't sure if this movie like you know whenever there's different universes i'm expecting like oh it's gonna be like pretentiously confusing oh but sure. it wasn't at all no it, it it's confusing at first and like but especially when like they're just doing like random shit at first it's like oh, okay i don't yeah. really know what's going on this is not that funny but then there's like a, a reason for why they're doing random shit they explain later. And like mm-hmm. and I was like, oh okay, I buy this. And then the humor started to really hit after that for some reason for me. And I, I started to really enjoy it. Yeah, I already I already thought it was like funny, like going on. And honestly, like the beginning kind of reminded me of like a Safety Brother movie. Because there's like so much going on in like the laundromat. Yeah, and it's very and stuff. It feels like anxiety building is like going yeah. on. Which is like very and Safety I love- Brothers. I love Michelle O so much. Uh, she's great, and I I like that they picked someone like her to be the main character. Hmm. Um. And even did you know that the husband is short round? Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, and he hasn't been in an acting role in like so long, and he just comes into this. And he's, he's like so good in it. Yeah, he's really really good. I I I was tearing up. <laughs> yeah. At the end. Oh, I was too. I was tearing up at like there are multiple points near the end of the movie where it was really hitting me. It was, yeah, it was and good. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome as well. Yeah, I, I give and, her huge, huge props. She's basically like a side character in it, but like, yeah, and she's such a huge like movie star. You'd think that she'd like only sign in for stuff where she's like the main focus, but mm. she was like 
in the side she was hilarious she was really good but the, yeah they also let michelle oh like have her space to be like the main character and yeah and i love i thought they were gonna do like a crouching tiger hidden dragon scene at one point like i thought we were gonna get like a michelle o universe because they were doing like <laughs> uh that like when they're like the bamboo forest or whatever oh and then they were like kind of spoofing like the war car y films like like the 80s kind of chinese like love movies like when you know when they're in, like that rainy dark alley oh okay yeah. talking to her husband yeah that's like something straight out of like in the mood for love <laughs> um it's awesome though i um i i knew like i was gonna like it going in but i didn't expect to like it that much yeah yeah it was because um it was good uh because like actually like i don't know if it still holds that but last time i checked like on letterbox it became like the top three highest like reviewed movie of all time on the whole site of all time yeah like it beat i I don't know if it beat parasite Mm mm-hmm or something and i'm like what the fuck like this movie just like this a24 movie just came out of nowhere <laughs> and i know they were like hyping it up because i've been seeing this marketed like crazy mm-hmm. um and i'm just glad it it actually was lived up to the hype and even more oh yeah like i, I was gonna say like you know how people always say like they're always like asking like oh where are like the back to the futures or like the star yeah. wars of this generation because they're really yeah isn't anything like that where like you're like kind of like introduced like a a whole new world like a there's like some kind of like cool concept within it and just like a Mm -hmm. good like kind of feel good movie this is that this is about as close as we're gonna get to that type of thing like i can see this um being very not even like cult classic like i can feel it i feel like once this after its theatrical run and it is thrown on whatever streaming service they decide to throw it on. I feel like it is going to blow up in popularity. Yeah, absolutely. And like everyone's going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone should like, be talking about it. This is like like you're going to be working, and like the forty year old Susan next to you is going to be like, "I watched this movie. It was kind of weird, but I liked it." <laughs> you know, I felt bad for some of the people in my theater because I feel like a lot of them weren't liking it. Because the, mm-hmm. remember, there's that one part in it when the credits start rolling. Like no, the person next to us just got up. Yeah, that and was, then they were like, "Oh, oh, okay." That was what happened with me. Somebody, like a couple people in front of me, started like re- like putting their chairs back in like the upright yeah. position, and I was like, "Ah, oh, no, guys, the movie's not over. It's not gonna end with her dying." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like thinking logically. I'm like, the movie was like two hours and like thing like twenty something minutes, and I'm like, we're maybe like an hour and a half in. Like, yeah <laughs> yeah i i just hope this um i and i feel like this movie will um get success i hope they don't make a sequel i feel like this mm. is fine and i don't want any more <laughs> but like i i want to just savor its originality yeah because that was my biggest thing was like having a theater experience where i was actually watching something original right and i i know i rant on about how all blockbusters are the same <laughs> but like this movie probably cost half of what it takes to make whatever the fucking fast and furious takes to make and it's way more exciting <laughs> it's way better looking yeah it's way more engaging and it's uh, um it's really well edited too i just oh, want yeah. to point out the editing yeah, this, is amazing it just doesn't stop yeah it's constant it just keeps going and then it and it knows perfectly when to just like pause mm-hmm. and be like really like soft yeah exactly and it doesn't feel out of place which is awesome um i was thinking to myself this is probably a movie that's gonna get snubbed next year at the oscars oh yeah there's always no, no that one because fuck what always pisses me off is like there's a well-edited movie like this which is like yeah. one of the most well-edited things i've seen in a long time and then, like, they'll nominate something like Don't Look Up for Best Editing. Yeah. Which is, like, such a... It's like, what did that do? Yeah, that's such, like, a mediocre movie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway. I, uh, I I only hope good things come of this. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
and now now that we spent an hour um sucking off the daniels um now we can talk about uh robert eggers and we can we can suck his suck him off the rest of this episode because i think we both love robert eggers um yeah. I, I was thinking before this it would be funny if like i just said robert eggers the whole time eggers on purpose eggers like an eight wait egg yeah it's egg I, now i'm convinced Agers. myself that it's eggers yeah just to piss people off <laughs> and then i just picture him as like a little egg and he's got like the beard and he's like oh i'm i'm filming the witch i'm an egg <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> this is what goes through my brain <laughs> you know what that's better than my thoughts it's just emptiness up here 90 percent of it's the just time darkness darkness and emptiness and self-loathing oh well that's why you have these movies to watch to make you forget about that exactly yeah to drown myself in other worlds (laughs) so for for this episode we're um getting ready for the northman we're both excited uh it's my it's it's my most anticipated movie of the year um i remember when they announced that eggers was doing a viking movie i just knew i was like that's gonna be super badass Mm -hmm. like i don't even care what it's about it's gonna be awesome um it's not it's not so, quite my most anticipated movie but really okay i i like if i saw this movie i didn't know it was robert eggers i would not want to watch it just because i just don't oh. i don't like um vikings i don't even like the medieval okay. like i don't like okay the medieval setting in general like anything like that i just i don't know i just don't really okay. have much of a connection to it See, I like it if it's done more realistic. Like uh, that one Netflix movie with Timothy Chalamet, The King. Like oh, that's I seen cool. That. that that is brutal. It's just like, like you know, like people don't realize how like clunky armor is and how much you can't move. Right. So that is seriously just like a hundred dudes just clashing up against each other, just trying to move their arm enough to swing a weapon, <laughs> and like. Most of the time, it's just them trying to get a dagger up into the the either like the mouthpiece of the helmet or under like by the neck, and it's pretty brutal. Oh wow! But um, I'm indifferent towards those types of movies. I definitely don't really care so much about Viking stuff. Yeah, like I think it's cool, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, well, I'm gonna watch the Vikings on the History Channel. You know, <laughs> it's my favorite show. <laughs> you know, yeah. now they're making like three different spinoff shows of that um i i don't know i i'd I'd be more into it with more like realistic viking stuff which i assume this is going to be but it looks like this has almost like um like a mythological element to it yeah which i don't i feel like there's no balance i feel like you have a really uh gritty realistic one or you just have crazy like nordic mythology viking movie and i don't think there's like a good mix Mm mm-hmm and I feel like this is it. Yeah, I was going to say, this seems like... Um, I've only seen like one or two trailers for it, but it seems like there are like super gritty stuff in it, but also it seems like there's like... Yeah, the more fantastical, mythological um, I mean, there's a part stuff. where he catches like a fucking spear out of the air and throws it back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think this movie is just going to be how badass can we make uh, Skarsgård? And I'm okay with it. <laughs> sure i'm cool with that (laughs) so yeah so in preparation we watched uh his other films i was gonna say his filmography but it's like two movies Um, yeah but but you showed me his short film which i hadn't seen before which is uh hansel and gretel uh and i liked it yeah yeah i I thought it was solid it's it's i it shocked me that it wasn't anything different than the original hansel and gretel story yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was expecting there to be a twist somewhere that would make it like yeah. different than what we knew. But it was pretty much that exact story. It was like beat for beat. And it yeah. was it was shot like a silent film from the 20s. Right. Which was cool, which I think helps because um, child actors suck. And I don't want to hear them talk. <laughs> I don't want to hear any child talk. You know? Sure. <laughs> so it's nice when they just... You see their lips moving... And then you just get the text. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I, I thought this was cool. Yeah, it, was, it, it w- was definitely cool to see. 
Um, it was well made. And it's interesting that, like, between, like, this was made in, like, 2006 and The Witch was, like, 2015. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can kind of see, like, his style throughout it. Yeah. But... I mean, like the I I was impressed by the candy house they made. Yeah, it looked pretty good. And I, I, I don't was, know if they made that themselves or if they like I, just added on to a house that was already there. I just but. thought it was going to be like a like the front, like it's just kind of like a flat thing. Oh, and then when they go, you know, that's what I thought it was going to be like. But then there was actually, yeah, they went around the side. I'm like, oh, that's like a building. So I wonder if they <laughs> did just get like a shed. Yeah. And then just because it's not like big, but no. it looks like kind of Tardisy, where it's like going to be bigger on the inside than the out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's um the way because it, it it's it's very obviously very inspired by stuff like Nosferatu. Do I got like a lot of that vibes mm-hmm. from it with its like use of like uh like the dark spaces and all that. But it, re- it reminded me just uh aesthetically of that Begotten movie I told you about. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, uh, especially like when it kind of gets to like the witch. Um, but I'll admit I'm not well versed in movie horror movies from the 20s. Uh, so I'd, I'm sure there's probably like a hundred other movies people would be like. Actually, this movie is the same, but I don't give a shit because I'm not a nerd. Um, well, we know enough to recognize those kind of like cliches and like yeah visual stuff that he's doing with it you know and you can tell he just has a love for that like time period yeah definitely feels like that especially when you take the lighthouse into account as well yes yeah the lighthouse is definitely you can tell he just wants to make a movie um from a time period where he is not from Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah so i guess we can move on to the witch now which um yeah the witch is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. Um, it actually kind of like inspired my love for horror movies. Because mm-hmm. um, it was like around that time um, I was just getting into movies, um, like more than just like an entertainment like option. Yeah, you know, like I was actually starting to be like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is art. You know. <laughs> uh, but I remember I watched it and I was like, holy shit, this is unlike anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not traditional in any way whatsoever. I, I feel like it's a horror movie, but it's not like for scares. And I think that's why it did so bad in the box office when it came out. <laughs> it was like the best worst reviewed horror movie ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where you look on the Rotten Tomatoes and the critic score is super high, but the audience yeah. score is super low. And it's mostly because people are like, I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I do have to watch The Witch with um, subtitles. Especially because they're using they're actually using like old English. Yeah. Yeah, that's my and, that's my issue with it too. Especially the dad character. I it's really yeah. hard to understand what he says sometimes. But I mean, I just appreciate though that he is willing to commit that much to the time period because I think it does enhance it. Mm-hmm. It's not like these other like Netflix time period movies where they're like using words like woke and then using Shakespearean terms in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, you know, God. I so, haven't experienced that, but I'm sure that <laughs> happens with something up yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> probably but you know just stuff like they they don't really know they're just like yeah they say uh they thought art thou a lot right they say thy yeah okay let's just throw that in you know so but i feel like eggers really like well i mean it he even used um like journals from like people that were allegedly like you know dealt with witches and stuff so he actually like used things they said in the movie were from journals from that time period mm-hmm. that he just took and gave them yeah i, I which, even think of the title of the movie because everyone says it's called the the vivich because um which i guess is actually if you saw that the word witch written like that from that time period yeah. like a lot of like throughout reading all that kind of stuff so that's where that comes it's from i guess 
It was something I was reading with the printing press. They it's for W's. They use two V's. Oh, really? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't know if it was cheaper to just use two V's than make a W. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I like I like that they I mean they even commit that much to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And just the the child actors are also insane. Yeah, I was going to mention that with the short film because I feel like even in that yeah. they were still good. really good. And in this, he knows like, how to direct kids. Yeah, it it like he somehow is able to get the uh, best performances out of like all of the actors in his oh, movies in yeah. general. It's like mm-hmm. even the kids are like really good. Like, yo, those kids are fucking scary. Yeah, they're, they're like, like little when they're like heads. when they're like oh, I forgot my prayers, and I'm like bullshit. Fuck you. Like, I, I remember when I first watched this movie, I was like, no, no, fuck these kids. Yeah. They're terrifying, too. Something about something about those kids in, like, any any time period thing, mm-hmm. just them wearing little adult clothes creeps me out. <laughs> you know? And they act like, kids like now, little adults, basically. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, I get it, because back then, it's like, you know... You got to learn how to milk a cow at five or else you die of diarrhea. So, like, right. you got to grow up fast. But, like, <laughs> you know, they're in, like, their little suits. It's like, I don't even know. I don't even wear a tie now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I very rarely ever do. I never do. Even if an occasion has a tie, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the I mean, the, yeah, the ch- child actors in this movie are great. Um, and I mean, Anya Taylor Joy is amazing, and I feel like this is what really put her like on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is her first uh, leading role in anything. Is kind yeah, of what yeah, she, she blew I up looked from. it up. She only did some like foreign like period piece like movies, or like I think it was like some show, mm-hmm. but she was just kind of like a side character. It wasn't anything leading, and I mean, look at her now; she's like the the biggest thing right now like every movie like advertises that they have anya taylor joy yeah i mean she was in new mutants what a hit film oh yeah yeah the movie that took like five fucking years to make because no one wanted to see it they were like is is new mutants ready they're like yeah uh, who's gonna watch it and they're like oh okay hang on let's let's let me ask let me ask, and we'll get back to you. I still haven't you know? seen that movie. <laughs> oh god, it's on. Yeah, it's on like every streaming service right now. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh my god! I, and I love that like they were advertising it as like an edgy horror mu- movie. Like Hot Topic was putting out New Mutants like merch. Oh yeah, that was weird. And I'm like, I mean, this didn't work out for Suicide Squad. You think it's gonna work out for you? At least the design, like the logo of it, looks decent. That I can't say the same for Suicide Squad. <laughs> Dude, people bought, people still buy the shit out of that Suicide Squad merch from Hot Topic. Yuck, looks terrible. They love damaged. <laughs> it looks awful. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see, uh, like in The Witch, like when, um, like Black Phillips going crazy, and then like the dad wakes up and he gets like damaged tattooed on his forehead. And he does oh, like a God. he does a Joker laugh. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that's uh, Anya Taylor Joy's like induction into the witch society with um, oh yeah Black Phillip is she has to get like damaged they tattooed on damaged. her forehead and like, she they have to be thrown to a vat of chemicals. Yeah, he's like, you must get the most embarrassing. Possible <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> and she's like, so then I can fly, right? And he's like, yeah, you can fly. She's like, oh, cool. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this um, I love Black Philip. Um, ever since I watched this, Black Philip has become um, as as white women on Instagram say, my spirit animal. Um, I. <laughs> I collect anything with goats, anything, anything with black goats. I collect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been debating. I, I genuinely, I really want to get a black Philip tattoo, but that might kill my mother. So I'm weighing, <laughs> I'm weighing the pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah i just love black philip uh just the idea of him uh, and i just love the voice it's it's so creepy at the end of the movie um, you're talking about yeah oh okay yeah yeah and he's like what is thou like to live deliciously <laughs> it's like they pop they pop everything that needs to be popped it's it's so good um yeah and i was it's really creepy i guess he actually broke uh the that actor's ribs like you know when he like rams him against like the the logs Mm -hmm. uh yeah they were they were saying that that goat they got was actually like the devil (laughs) because whenever they needed him like you know hey go go dance we need you to dance or do something he would just like lay down and not move oh my god and then anytime they literally just needed him to sit still that's when he'd be running around and going crazy yeah you know i noticed that watching like um well i had that thing in my head where because recently robert eggers like said like oh he can't watch the witch because he thinks like he sees like some amateurish filmmaking in it so i i had that in my head when i watched it this time and i did notice that um in the background like um it's near the beginning when like the wife is like chewing out the husband um Mm -hmm. and like it's cutting back and forth between them as they talk and every time it cuts back to the husband who has like all the goats behind him the goats are in like completely different places oh okay within like each cut and it's like continuity come on yeah it's like it's like i was thinking of that i was like oh okay i can kind of see what he means with that but yeah, mm-hmm. and that that makes sense that they couldn't make the goats like fucking stay in place. Can't, yeah, they're <laughs> wild animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing though that I um I think why this movie works so well um and like I said it doesn't rely traditionally on scares but more there's just constantly from beginning to end just suspense mm-hmm. uh and just like there's just an always a feel just something bad's gonna happen like. Yeah throughout the entire thing it's i mean it is really like just a slow burn it's like the most slowest burn of all slow burns mm-hmm. but like the soundtrack it's got like the violins and they like go crazy and then just like stop <laughs> and you're like oh shit <laughs> and and that's very similar and i think the story is very similar to the shining um you know where you have this family they become isolated mm-hmm. uh one of them goes crazy they are turning against each other uh, there is some supernatural element, but you're not entirely sure what's real, what's their own like mania. Uh, and okay. again, you have just like the Shining, like the Shining soundtrack is just like nothing but these like crazy like wind, like a uh, not wind, uh, fucking string instruments just going wild. You know, it's yeah. almost to the point where it's just like you can't distinguish anything, and it's just going, it's just popping off. um and it's very similar to this and i i think that's not that i'm saying the witch obviously is not a shining ripoff but it takes a lot of elements from it and all like the good parts of the shining oh sure yeah but just puts it into the context of like the witch trials i guess Mm -hmm. and it's and it's not even really about like the witch trials like no one knows what the fuck is going on in this little plot of land <laughs> yeah i guess you kind of get a little hint of that at the beginning when they're on the that that colony or whatever but yeah there's a plantation mm-hmm. but after that it's it's just focused on this the family's kind of like on their own yeah it's just kind of focused on them and it is um i mean they're in this situation because the father doesn't agree with the church um which is pretty noble of him um because the church probably wasn't doing the best things you know in in line of the bible or the gospel or whatever and he's Mm -hmm. like you know fuck you you know you're not you're not that's not my jesus you know i'm gonna go (laughs) and they're like fine leave you're not like welcome back and it's almost (laughs) like that obviously the pride is the reason why they're in that situation you know like he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to admit that he's wrong that he um got land that's not good that you can't crop you know he, the whole thing of him selling the wife's cup to make money mm-hmm. um like just nothing goes right you can't hunt you know obviously it's a pride thing but i feel like he's also putting the stress um 
on everyone else due to that religious element. And I know like everyone is fucking like religious at this time. Like everyone loves it, you know, but it's almost like, uh, they're more susceptible to the devil and all that stuff because of it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, rather than just saying, okay, you know, let's just sit here and think logically. They're just like, the fucking devil's in him you know <laughs> yeah which it's true yeah it was actually the devil <laughs> it really was <laughs> and it, yeah and it's not even like oh it's just like a demon it's just some witch like it is actually satan yeah i got that idea too <laughs> it's yeah it's definitely because that's the thing you write in his book so I, I i think it's a combination of obviously the male ego uh, and their i think overconfidence of their christianity mm-hmm. has almost made this perfect like melting pot for satan to pop up and just abuse the children oh, okay you know black philip is a good guy you know it's one of those movies at the end where i'm like yeah good for her yeah uh, no i i actually was yeah i actually had the same idea especially the second time watching it where i was like you know what? I agree with her. Go fly yeah. away. Be happy. Be free. Yeah, fuck it. What's she going to do? Just sit in that thing and die? <laughs> yeah. You know? Her family tried to, like, sell her. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, I guess that's what happened back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty common. But they're, uh, but they're like, oh, she's like, what, 13 now? <laughs> Time to sell her to some... <laughs> well, they, they just said, like, housework. At least it wasn't, like, you know... To like some man, some like fifty year old, some creepy guy, <laughs> and that'd be a lot yeah. worse. <laughs> but and I also what I like about this movie is when you're like, oh, it's the witch, so you're like, okay, you know, is there a witch? Mm-hmm. Is there not a witch? And like ten minutes in, we get a witch grinding up a baby, and you're like, okay, it's a fucking witch. Yeah, there's just like no... there's a witch in this movie. Yeah, there's no debate about whether or not there's a witch in the woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very quickly. Like I remember the first time watching, I'm like, oh, I bet you that girl's gonna be a witch. I'm like, oh no, no, there's a hag. <laughs> there's some old crone peeling a baby. Okay. Yeah, it was weird for some reason. Like I've literally, I've only seen this movie twice. I think mm. once when I got Those it are rookie on Blu- numbers. Yeah, once I got it on Blu-ray and then one to, uh, when I watched it recently. But I mean it stuck with me since I watched it all the way back in 2015 that I felt like I haven't really needed to watch it, but re- watching it now is like it's a nice refresher, but anyway. Uh I I'm so surprised how much you actually see the witch in this movie. Like yes. you just straight up see her face a lot of the time. Yeah. And what I remember yeah, I thought like it was mostly like in shadow or like showing her from the mm-hmm. back like um but you just see her straight up and a lot of the yeah. a lot of shots in it i was really surprised and even like that. when she gets the boy you see her when she's all like beautiful and then she like transforms oh yeah yeah but so like the whole time you're thinking you're like okay there's a witch you know <laughs> you don't expect that satan is giving a milk you know i think one of my favorite themes from this um, movie, which I think is kind of uh, a theme of all of his movies so far, but I'm just referring to The Lighthouse and this, obviously, because those are the only two we've mm-hmm. seen. But I feel like a lot of it is, uh, oh, especially this one more so, is the new new age ideas conflicting with um, oh, tradition. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like religion and... I feel like that's a major conflict in this because I feel like that's kind of what um, our main character played by Anya Taylor-Joy, that's kind of what she's going through is uh, she doesn't like act like you're supposed to as like a Mm -hmm. good like woman in Christian. Yeah, like this like uh, Plymouth type society and Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like it obviously Satan does like kind of take advantage of her black Philip and like, is like kind of manipulating her into coming into his side of things. But that's why I like, I actually kind of like black Philip is because I feel like it's almost her liberation at the end. Yeah. When like she gets to finally be she, more like, flies herself. To freedom. 
Yeah, exactly. And it seems like she's a lot happier that way. Um, I mean, you can yeah. debate what 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 was better for her, that or the um, staying with her parents and like living that life. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely like that that theme. I mean, Satan's not that bad of a guy, you know. He gets no. a bad rep, but I but would, yeah, I would even... rather hang out with Satan than God. I'd be oh yeah, he has he has those cool cowboy boots. <laughs> um, but yeah, even um, like the lighthouse is very much like Rob the young guy, and then uh, Willem Dafoe being the old man. He's like, you know, we got to do the Siemens tradition and. Mm-hmm all this stuff and they kind of, they butt heads a lot there yeah um i wonder if uh that'll carry over to the northmen i, th- I think like, it will i just i'm just looking i'm just wondering with the northmen for me is like how is this going to be interesting <laughs> yeah it just seems like a revenge movie yeah that's that's my thing a revenge viking movie okay maybe um maybe like the new vikings are like Guys, maybe we shouldn't rape and pillage all these people. <laughs> and then our protagonist, Alexander Skarkard's like, uh, what now? Like, yeah. no, I'm going to fuck every person in that village. Every woman, <laughs> child, and elderly. I'm going to fucking kill. Oh, God. <laughs> As revenge. Yeah. And they're like, it's revenge That's for what they did to be. my father. I'm going to fuck this child for my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All yeah. right, time to time Let's to segue into the lighthouse. Let's move on. After that, um, <laughs> the lighthouse. I love it. Do you love it? Yes, that's a check mark from me. Oh, we got a check mark from Brad. Check I don't know what the check mark represents. Re- oh, okay, recommendation. Recommended. It says, and there's a box next to it. Check mark. Oh, boom. Checked. Red pen. So you know it's serious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, i i remember um how disappointed i wasn't able to see the lighthouse in theaters because like no theater was showing it like around me yeah um and i remember people it was so funny walking out of the theater to talk to like the staff because they were confused why it was shot that way oh with the the aspect ratio yeah the aspect ratio they thought it was broken and now now this one also reoccurring theme of robert eggers movie have to turn on subtitles <laughs> gotta turn them on if you want to understand anything they're saying i i actually had i this is the one i don't have problems with for the really? most part understanding what they're saying yeah i feel like they're both they, pretty concise with the it's, words it's funny because um uh there's an interview of rob pattinson they're talking about like the accents and stuff mm-hmm and they would like cut and he's just like do robert's like we're gonna do that again and rob's like oh no like could you not understand me and he's like no i want to understand you less he's like give me a thicker <laughs> accent and he's like okay that's really um, funny but what i i mean this movie i think is a lot of things i think it's most commonly broken down as just cabin fever yeah. which um there is, but I think there's so many added layers on top of it. Yeah, it's a, I feel like that's kind of oversimplifying it when people say yeah. that. I mean, it's definitely you don't know what's real mm-hmm. and what's not. Like the witch, they tell you there's a witch, there is Satan. You know? <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, there's still a lot of themes that go in there, but ultimately that's it. But with this, I mean... You've got, you know, them, they're already, they're in this lighthouse going mad. There's a mermaid, maybe. There's a octopus man. There's something in the lighthouse. There's, there's just all this stuff and you never know what is actually there and what's them seeing it. Mm-hmm. And you never know from what perspective it's from, if it's Willem Dafoe character or Rob Pattinson's character. Right. But their chemistry in this is incredible. Yeah, they're really, really good together. <laughs> and and Will, I mean, I love Willem Dafoe. These are like two of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just Willem Dafoe is just so good at just being a crotchety like asshole that's likable. <laughs> um, 
and he just he just wants to jerk off in his lighthouse. <laughs> Who can blame a guy? Who can blame a guy? With his tentacles. Yeah. Um. So I I was reading about that this is somewhat loosely, and Eggers even admits it's very loosely based on some like Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Um where willem dafoe is supposed to be or you could read it as he is proteus which is the son of poseidon and he's known as the old man of the sea oh okay and he's sort of like all-knowing and he's stuck i don't know if he's stuck or he just lives on this island yeah Uh, there's like i think it's the island of pharos or something and essentially he has like this all-knowing knowledge and he can see into the future and he knows like everything that's going to happen. And he, and the only way you can get it is if you catch him. Um, but he can shape shift so he can turn into anything he wants. But I guess his normal form is remember when uh, Rob gets him down and like you briefly see him covered in barnacles and he has like tentacle arms. Yeah, yeah. That is his like true form. Oh, okay. But he's Weird. able to shapeshift into whatever he needs. And in that same scene, he does shapeshift into a mermaid. Mm-hmm. So he's very difficult to capture. Okay. So you could interpret that when Rob eventually does dominate him, he's able to go up to the lighthouse and see whatever the fuck he sees. Uh, and then gets his inside pecked out by seagulls. And I think that is also in the story. <laughs> Of the person who does catch him. Prometheus, his, I, I think you're talking about. Yeah, Prometheus, right? yeah. He um gets like his liver eaten yeah. by birds or plucked out. It was something like that, which yeah, is the final shot that of this, the film. I think his like torture is that he um has to have his liver like eaten out every day, but every night it grows back only for it to get eaten again the next day. So he's like in this constant like cycle of torment because of what because of him stealing the light from the gods and bringing it to the humans down below. Basically, is what the Promethean myth is. Um, hmm. We weren't ready for that kind of knowledge, I guess. No, I guess not, and it, that makes sense because, I mean, that's kind of what Robert Pattinson does. It, he goes up to the yeah. lighthouse and. He doesn't really bring any knowledge to anybody, but he just fucking dies. Yeah, he just dies. <laughs> Similar, I think, in, in style of the witch. Uh, it has that same thing where like the 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 score really like builds up to tension, mm-hmm. and then just drops like just quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have like, and they do this in the witch a lot. Where in the witch, he always has that shot of the forest. Oh, and you know. Like you know, ooh, something's in the forest. It's spooky. There's, but it's just constantly they use that shot of the forest, and very similar to this, where they show like the full lighthouse. Oh uh, yeah, and the lighthouse is very, I assume, on purpose, very phallic shaped. You know. Yeah, I actually read um, at one point in the shooting process. I guess it was left in the cutting room floor, but mm-hmm. they were gonna. I oh, guess it I was. Talking about, yeah. Is in that. Ma- uh, masturbating scene where Robin Pattinson is mm-hmm. masturbating to the mermaid they were going to like intercut with his dick and the lighthouse to like kind yeah. of like really drive home the phallic imagery of the lighthouse yep. like and then but then I guess Robert Eager said one of the financiers of the film forced him to take it out and so he's like oh I gotta yeah. take it out but, I mean I want to see Rob Rob's cock hey I you know what who would maybe Honestly, maybe you would have done better in the box office if that was the case. <laughs> Get All these Twilight fans would be like, oh, wait, what are, what are we going to see next week? What is that? <laughs> but then it's just this like sweaty barnacle covered man. Yeah. Like shoveling coal, just jerking off to a little wooden doll. Really darkly lit, like crotch yeah. with a bunch of hair. And he's like, <laughs> he's, like crying. <laughs> yeah, he's crying. <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh yeah uh, sorry you go um yeah well, I, mean, I was gonna kind of go back to what you were saying earlier about it being like people kind of boiling it down to uh cabin fever type movie 
And I feel like this intersects a lot of different genres. I feel like it's hard to yes. nail it down, really. I don't think you can put one genre on it. No, it's like it's a character study first and foremost, but it has a lot of horror in it. And it's like a psychological thriller almost as well. It's like it's it's really weird, but I mean, it's it's really good. And it you never get like the idea that even with having all of those kind of genres like blended in, it's never doesn't feel non-cohesive. It feels like an right. interesting, like really well done, like character study of this guy. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, too, because they do lose track of time. Yeah. Where they're like, have we been here two weeks two months mm-hmm. um and i think the dynamic between uh rob and willem is like rob obviously you know his backstory was he was working in this logging thing and his boss was a real asshole calling him a dog and he kills him mm-hmm. which the you can tell the whole movie he is like working through that yeah like the idea that he killed a man and he's he's almost like replacing that guy with willem defoe's character as well as looking for like a father figure. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe is not a good father figure. No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, and also, this movie is very funny. Oh, yeah, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> There's so many like, moments in it that are just so funny. And and it's sometimes it's just so crude that it's funny, like Willem Dafoe just farting. <laughs> and like the amount of like shit jokes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Like when like Rob's like going out to empty like their bedpans and he like throws it, but the wind throws the shit right back in his face. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And he he just goes, "Ah!" and then it just cuts away. And it's so funny. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. Another really good um, moment for me is my favorite comedy moment in the whole thing is where um, Rob is like, oh, if I had a steak, I would fuck it. And then Willem Dafoe yeah. was like, you, you don't like my cooking. <laughs> Come on, you don't mean that. You say, say you like my cooking. And then he's like, no, I can't. I'm not going to say that. And then Willem yeah. Dafoe like, curses him out and goes into this super long he monologue. smites him. Yeah. He's like smiting him, wishing like Poseidon came down and like stabbed him with his trident, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it just cuts to like this wide shot of Robert Pattinson just on the floor, like shocked at what he just witnessed. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, "Okay, fine, you win. I like your cooking." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm fond of your lobster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so great. Yeah. <laughs> and just how hurt Willem Dafoe is when he's like. You don't like me cooking? Yeah, you you genuinely feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's another part, and I remember when this movie came out, I I, I overused this term too much. When when Rob says that uh, Willem Dafoe smells like a curdled foreskin. <laughs> oh god. Or, yeah, Rob is just laying into Willem, and he's just going on a tangent mm-hmm. about everything wrong with this man. He's like, and the worst part. You smell a curdled foreskin. Yeah. <laughs> it's hysterical. Oh my god. Like the the insults are so creative. <laughs> yeah. It's like better than like you know how like people love like the Shakespearean insults. Yeah. But no, sailor insults is where it's at. It's a perfect amount of crass and like old-timey in- like English that like really yeah. makes it hilarious for me. It's like the old English makes it feel proper. Yeah. When exactly. really it's just guys calling each other like stinky pieces of shit. <laughs> Man, yeah. yeah, it's so good. I, this this is a, like like before. I've only seen this movie twice. Once when I saw mm. it on when I got on home release, and then once recently for rewatch. But man, at I liked it a lot more the second time I watched it, and I yeah, I, I definitely got more watching it. Uh, like and each time I watch it, you you notice more. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great movie, and I, I like I like viewing it as a character study of, of oh, Robert yeah. Pattinson's character. Um, mm-hmm. is it really is? It's like because all of this could be in his head for all we know. Like even Willem Dafoe's character could be a figment of his imagination, right? Um, which I think he even mentions at one point. Um, and he even accuses um, Willem Dafoe of like killing the last assistant. Yeah, and stuff like that. And you don't know how much of that is true. 
Right. Because you see, but it's in like a montage, like a feverish montage. Yeah. Where he finds like some guy's head in like a, a fishing yeah, basket. A, a lobster pot. Yeah, a lobster pot. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you don't know if it's actually real. And then Willem Dafoe is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I I didn't do that, basically. Like, mm-hmm. after he after Robert admitted that he killed his boss to him. Um, so, yeah, it's weird. It's like you, you really never know what's real, what's not. And I think at the end of the day, it's like it's it's a character study. It really is a horror filled character study. And I think it's better for not revealing everything. Like, it would be one thing at the end of the movie where they're just like, like, oh, this like like imagine like if they did like the typical thing they do in movies where like right before he dies it goes to like a flashback of him pulling up the lobster pot and there's like no head in it oh my god it's just like like a like a crab or something and then like yeah. uh all this stuff like he never like chopped up the boat or whatever mm-hmm. and all that then that would be poopy yeah uh, but I, I i i like that it's almost like we're in the exact same headspace even on rewatches you're still not sure Mm -hmm. what's real and what isn't and i i think that's just why people like uh just play it off as oh it's just cabin fever yeah that's kind of because like it's to the i i think it doesn't even matter what's real or what's not like it it literally does not matter it does not it's 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 a character study at first and foremost of rob's character and if you look at it that way it it's it makes it makes sense creatively and everything and it's just a great a great movie in general i agree now i'm gonna ask you the big question okay do you like the witch better or do you like the lighthouse better oh that's that's a tough one um i almost want to say i like the the lighthouse better interesting yeah because i i you know i'm a lynch head i'm a, oh, I'm a okay. big, we got a lynch, big lynch guy here i love surreal stuff i also love character studies and i love Willem defoe and i love robert pattinson i think with all those things and you have robert eggers writing and directing like a really good script <laughs> it's uh i you can't beat it now that the witch is like it's like just barely better than the witch yeah. for me like they're both really close but like i have to I, give it to the lighthouse i i wanted to mention that that part when rob panson eventually does get to the lighthouse yeah and like the like the screen's like slowly getting more saturated and he starts screaming and it almost <laughs> becomes like like his scream is turning more like almost distorted that felt very like lynchy yeah for me yeah where i was like oh my god is this like like of course i mean anytime someone makes a distorted scream you can say that was like really david lynch but just like the way that like the editing there didn't really match the rest of the film Mm -hmm. in a good way i'm not saying that's bad yeah it just felt very like lynchy and i was like oh (laughs) it like really makes you uncomfortable it's some like inland empire shit yeah i definitely got that vibe especially with like the the non-linear passage of time well, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, oh, we don't even know how long he's been there. It's like it's only been a few yeah. days, but oh really, it could have been weeks or. Is the lighthouse the red room? <gasps> oh my is god! Is it the black lodge? You know we've never we've never seen Willem the Defoe? black lodge. One could interpret that this is the black lodge. We could interpret. Um, go, join me on r slash David Lynch, where <laughs> I uh, select very specific pieces of the background in the lighthouse and compare it to twin peaks and tell you why you're stupid for not understanding that the lighthouse is a part of Lynch's work i would love Someone's to do gonna... a david lynch episode eventually that would i think that would be so much fun we we just talked for an hour about the winkies diner scene from Mulholland drive <laughs> i feel so guilty i traumatized carolina showing her that movie oh was she did, she, did it scar her that just that winky scene oh wow. i can't i can't even mention it really she gets so upset oh my god and i'm like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> and she's like the dirty man is too scary and i'm like i know i know the dirty man is scary <laughs> it's true oh. it's it, that scene is like 
it's like your worst nightmare come to life it's like it's like the most horrifying horror scene in a movie that's not even a horror movie i know it's so weird ah well we could go on and on david lynch but we won't (laughs) yeah we we should just do um an episode where we just talk about david lynch for eight hours yeah i I honestly i'm hoping that he releases something in the next year or two no he's retired I, I think it's, I don't know. I think he's got one more thing in him. I'm hoping he does. I think, yeah, he's got one more. One one more spunk he's got to get out. One more 18-hour-long season of the hour. show. That's what, I want that from him, force it from him. Yeah, I mean, where'd that wisteria money go? <laughs> yeah. Um, But back back, back to the subject on yeah. hand. All right, do you, what do you? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna make you guess. What do you think I prefer, The Witch or The Lighthouse? The Witch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love The Lighthouse, uh, but The Witch uh, is just a very personal film for me, um, mm-hmm. and I love it so much. I love Black Phillip with all my heart, um, and mostly I just love Satan. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, I. You know me. I like. Uh. I'm an edge lord, so I like any movies that kind of are about um religion. Um, and not, not so much in a sense as like, Ooh, Christianity bad. Look at all the damage it caused. But just, I feel like this is like an honest look at it. Oh, um, sure. Of like a time period. Uh, and I think just this, this fear of evil, whether it's non-existent or is, um, I, I just, I just absolutely love the witch. Uh, and, and that's, that's my, that's my Eggers pick, but we'll see when, uh, the the northman comes out <laughs> but i don't think i don't think the northman i think it's going to be good yeah i don't think it's going to be at the same level as the witch in the lighthouse yeah it'll be interesting to see because i i mean like i think you could say this is about all of his movies so far but the trailers are like are like okay i get this movie i think i've seen this type of movie before yeah like i but like it doesn't look interesting from the trailers is what I'm trying to say. But when you actually I'm hoping watch there's something the movie, different. Yeah, exactly. I like, mean, look at but look at how they marketed the witch. The witch they the trailer was like a straight up like it almost looked like a Blumhouse horror movie or something. Right. Yeah. You know, and then that's why it did so bad because people were like, "What the fuck? What is this?" <laughs> uh, and the so lighthouse hope- did even even worse on on the box office return yeah. when that came out. They they pumped Robert, they pumped more yeah. money into that. I think the witch only cost four million to make, and they got yeah. forty million out of it. But the lighthouse costs like eleven million to make, yeah, and they only got eighteen million out of it. Which I mean, yeah, I mean the lighthouse is definitely more niche, yeah, for sure, as far as audiences go. But yeah, Robert Eggers, I think he's gonna break this with the Northman, but he's like the most successful, least successful horror director, <laughs> where like. All of his movies are like praised. Everyone loves them, but they just make absolutely no money. Yeah, unfortunately. But I, I, I think that Robert Eggers again does not give a shit. No. You know, he's yeah. like, I just want to make a movie that I would be proud of, and I, I gravitate towards those more. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can tell in The Witch in the Lighthouse that he's giving a hundred percent. Like there's not a frame that he did not like spend every detail planning out oh yeah you know yeah it's everything about it it seems really masterfully like crafted even the performances like somehow seem like perfect like every single everyone and everyone involved and i I think again that's like that energy like when you know you're working with someone that genuinely is giving it a hundred percent you're gonna give it a hundred percent as well right yeah because you probably know on set like you're making something really good mm-hmm. so hopefully he doesn't uh mess it all up with the northman yeah he won't but, <laughs> it'll be interesting. yeah he won't it'll be fine <laughs> i think i think at like the worst case scenario is i go out of that movie going that was pretty great yeah i think that's like literally the worst thing ever yeah that that could happen yeah literally so well we're we're big we're big eggheads. That's what we're gonna call them now. We're the egg with the egg. We're, we're eggheads. We're <laughs> a- eggheads. Don't 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 get us mad or we'll we'll crack. <laughs> 
We stand. We stand the lighthouse we, and the witch. We stand the lighthouse. God, I wish I could fuck Willem Dafoe. Oh shit! Give me, yeah. give me a lighthouse fan cam of Willem Dafoe's ass as he's farting. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> oh fuck! I want to be when <laughs> I want to be in that lighthouse uh, um, room when he was masturbating. Man, that, all that all that cum flying everywhere. Uh, oh god! I wish I could be a fly on the wall there. You know, I, I would I would try to get a job shooting that scene just to ruin my career instantly when all this cum is coming out and I'm just on the floor like lapping it up. You know. <laughs> That's that's what I would do. I would, I'll get kicked <laughs> off immediately, but it'd be all I'm worth just, it. I'm just picturing a set. One in a world where Rob Pattinson <laughs> is actually masturbating for the movie. <laughs> and he actually comes. And then you're just the boom mic guy and immediately drop it and just dive on the set, just licking the floor. And Rob's like, oh, oh gosh, what do I do? <laughs> and then, then security pulls you off. Oh, man. Yeah. There's just cum oozing out of your mouth. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I All love right, you, now... Rob, as I'm getting carried out of this room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to save these, Rob. I'm not swallowing. I'm not going to swallow. I'm not going to swallow. <laughs> you're, like, you're like a chipmunk. Like they like their chiefs like blow up, but you're just saving oh. Rob Pattinson's cum. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> you can no. never swallow. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Now that now that we now that we just talked about cum for a minute, I think that's a good time to end the episode. Yeah. So, uh, thank you guys for listening. We love we love the Agers. Uh, we're gonna go see the Northmen. Uh, and probably next episode, we'll probably talk about what we think of the Northmen. So in the beginning. So, yeah. Sure. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for putting up with our talk about Rob Pattinson's cum. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time.